we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for February the 4th, 2019. <clears throat> and today we have a quite a lengthy study. Didn't start out that way, but it always ends up becoming that way. I've just wanted to get the study started at about 4, 4 p.m. my time. And um, it's just this happens every time now. I go to look at the study and then I look at the current events and then there's just gobs of stuff I have to add in. And so I had to put another four hours into this study, which increased the PDF up to 18 pages. And this is a study I've kind of been working on this week. And But I had to just, I, I can't not put the information in when it's so pertinent. So we're going to be talking about the, the whole abortion thing today again and some different aspects to it but a lot of proactive things that we can do to fight it from primarily a spiritual standpoint and also a lot of we're going to be looking at some of the uh, a lot of the victories that have actually been occurring that the mainstream media will not report on and so this is actually going to be overall i hope this is this is an encouraging study this is a study that will further equip you to wage war against satan essentially to give you the tools more tools more things that you can do to effectively wage war against satan and, and it's like a it's like a building process all my studies will cover one aspect and then you know, the Lord will convict me about this or I'll find out something new and then and then we add to it or I have a listener email me about this or that or I find out new information. And so it's it's a constant building process. And the Bible talks about in Daniel where it says, you know, it, essentially in the end times knowledge will increase. And <clears throat> what we have to do is be able to separate the true knowledge from the lie knowledge. And hopefully that's what we're doing here with this ministry, contending for truth. So this first report, just entitled Abortion, the 21st Century Holocaust. And this is uh, Ben Carson. He ran for president. And a quote from him sa says, As a surgeon, I have operated on infants pre-birth. And I can assure you, they are very much alive. So <clears throat> I just, I like that quote. I had a listener actually send me this. A couple listeners sent me a couple different things this week that, really got me convicted to look at uh, Ezekiel 8 and 9. And we're going to actually be doing a whole Bible study on that today. That's another thing that we're going to be doing. I haven't done a Bible study like that in a long time. Uh, but when I get that type of confirmation, I know it's something the Lord wants me to look at. And it's pretty amazing what we're going to be looking at today scripturally. Uh, Prager U did a... Uh, they keep statistics, or, or one of the things they've tried to keep track of is, are statistics. And the number one killer worldwide in 2018, abortion by far. Now, again, this doesn't take into account the babies that are aborted in the womb by using the pill, the patch, IUDs, uh, the morning after pill. A lot of those different ways are potentially abortifactive, obviously, morning after pill for sure. And um, not necessarily every single time they all interfere obviously with either the conception process or the implementation of the fertilized egg which does not allow a fertilized egg which is essentially life begins at conception doesn't allow that fertilized egg to successfully implant into the uterus so then the baby's aborted 
So it doesn't take into account that statistic. But abortion, number one killer worldwide, 2018. HIV AIDS killed 1.7 million people worldwide. Uh, smoking killed 5 million. Cancer, 8.2 million. How do you separate smoking from cancer? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much that's what it causes. But And then um, abortion, according to their statistics, 41.9 million. And they show like a, I don't know, like a bar graph type of thing and how much higher 49.9 million is compared to cancer, which is 8.2. So actually, you know, way over four, four times the amount killed by abortion. The most dangerous place you can be on planet Earth worldwide overall is a baby in the womb. Because there's a very high likelihood you're not going to make it out. <clears throat> and these are all considered as essentially child sacrifices to Satan. And so you have all this innocent blood crying out from the land. And when you look around and you see the level of wickedness... And how it's getting so crazily insane, the level of wickedness. You really only have to look at that one statistic. If there, was, if there was no other statistic in the world that you could look at, that one by itself would be enough to understand why things are so totally, wickedly out of control. Now again, I'm going to try to bring this as an encouraging study today. This isn't going to be all doom and gloom. I admit my last one was a little bit doom and gloom it was just more of a negative but again this information is so negative it's hard to spin when you're talking abortion and aborting babies up till birth it's hard to spin that into something positive you know it's tough uh but we're going to attempt to really look at both sides today in the fiscal year of 2017 planned parenthood increased abortions by over 11,000 over the previous fiscal year, while their other services for women have consistently decreased because they want to zero in on their true calling, which is abortion. That's what Planned Parenthood wants to do. Uh, <clears throat> Planned Parenthood also continues to tout the myth that abortion is only 3% of their services they provide. But a quick review of the numbers reveals this is beyond false. Planned Parenthood committed... 332,757 abortions in 2017-2018, and I would almost guarantee you that's underblown, that figure. That's what they're admitting to. So that's like going to Satan and saying, well, how much did you steal, Satan? Well, I only stole this much. Oh, we trust you, Satan. You would never lie. Sorry, a little humor there. But um, <clears throat> So anyway, there. this is straight from there. There's a link there to their own fiscal whatever from Planned Parenthood. Now, here's a little picture that I posted, and it shows a picture of a Planned Parenthood abortion clinic. And it says, blood sacrifice. What better way for witches to get the child blood they need for their spell casting than to hide in plain sight? Well, this is another thing. They're doing organ harvesting. They're selling their organs. They're they're doing the child blood and whatever organs they need for their witchcraft ceremonies. They're making tons of money. They're, they're being sponsored by big companies. They're be, getting government subsidies. They're getting the money that's coming in by the women to pay for the abortions. They're getting paid nine ways to Sunday, basically, for this wickedness, for, for literally sacrificing babies. They're being, you know, it's, it's, um, 
it's profitable to serve Satan in this present day world, typically. I mean, it's you're going to reap what you sow, though. Your days are going to be numbered. And, you know, if you don't repent, you're going to you're going to burn in hell. But and I, I pray they do repent, these people that are in this this industry. But, um, you know, there's a lot of money that's being made in this. And then they're they're also vampirizing the energy. They're using that in their spell casting. So not only are they getting the blood and the body parts for the spell casting, but they're but the death of the child is something they're using to supercharge whatever spells they're trying to cast. And that's another gigantic reason that it's being done. We the taxpayers have given Planned Parenthood the cult of death over 563 million dollars of combined federal state and local monies while their annual revenue averages over 2.44 million dollars for each year of murder i do believe this is a portion of what you pay into the irs as well because it doesn't go to running this country at all now reagan determined that through the grace commission <clears throat> but um so 563 million dollars of combined federal state and local monies while there goes to them planned parenthood while their annual revenue averages over 200 244 million dollars and again that's probably way underblown for each year of murder and their net net assets are currently over 802 million dollars in turn, Planned Parenthood then donates approximately $38 million of our tax dollars to the Democratic Communist Party and none to the GOP, the Republicans. Now, I understand you could say they're both the same or whatever. Yes, but at least Republicans in name are supposed to fight, you know, for the, the, the pro-life issues, the pro-Constitution, the, the pro-Second you know, Amendment, the pro-First Amendment, all these things. Democrats are... are unabashedly overtly out in the open in your face opposed to anything righteous at this point they're totally 100 percent have to show their love for satan 24 7 in any kind of agenda he pushes so it's 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 unbelievable how brazen they've gotten Basically, corrupt legislators of any particular state lobbies for Planned Parenthood to fund uh, for funding and gets a kickback from Planned Parenthood for his or her campaign. I mean, talk about blood blood money. Talk about a campaign that would be, you know, have a very, very evil foundation if you got money from them. Late-term abortions cost anywhere from three to six thousand dollars each and the push but it's, it's expensive to kill a fully born baby you know uh and the push by the democratic communist is now to make it law for you and me to pay for for that under the socialist plan of free medicaid this past week in arizona a thug alleged to be an illegal alien i'm sure he was from chula california murdered a lift driver in phoenix and killed her unborn baby as well Ah, uh, more fruit of the illegal aliens, you know. They, 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 they just bring such good fruit when they come over the border illegally. He is being charged with first-degree murder times two because he killed the mother and the child, even though the child hadn't been born yet. But in these states below, the doctor gets a paycheck for this murder. 
meaning these are states which allow, it says the seven, now eight states that have no gestational limits on abortion. Meaning gestational limits mean, you know, like there's nine months gestation period of the baby. Well, these eight states now have no gestational limits. You can kill them right up to the time they're born, and I, and they're, they're now they're pushing for them to be able to deliver the baby and decide whether to abort it right then. And that's been the big controversy this week. I said in previous studies that it was going to come to that point where they were going to deliver the baby and then kill it. You know, have the, have the human sacrifice right on the open. I think that's the way it should ha has to be done. And I think it should be the mother that has to do it. Because if that was the case, do you know how much the abortion rate would plummet? <laughs> okay, mom, here's a meat cleaver. You chop the baby's head off or the baby's not aborted because we're not going to do it for you. That's on you. Or, as I've stated in the past, or if everybody's in on it, and obviously if you go to an abortion clinic and they're all kind of in on it, you have a, uh, you have a little spitter, okay? And this way, the baby has a really good chance of living. I think this is fair. It's really not fair because I really wouldn't want to. I mean, if I had no other choice, sure, I'd pick this any day. Okay, because at least it gives the baby a really good chance of living. Okay, so you have a spinner like you have in like um, a board game. Okay, and one of the thing, and you spin it, and one of them says doctor, the doctor that delivered the baby. Another one says the nurse. And if there's a couple of nurses, their name's there. Everybody involved, okay? One, if the husband's in on it, okay? And then one, the mom. And maybe one, I think you can have different ones. Like if the mom brought the brought the, um, the, the, uh, the daughter in because she was forcing her to do it. You know, maybe have the mom in there. But have everybody involved. And then have the baby in one, okay? And then spin it, and whatever one it, it lands on, then that person dies. So at least the baby has a way better chance of living at that point. And I guarantee you, nobody would ever spin it anyway because they wouldn't want to take the chance of that Russian roulette of them dying. I just think that's a lot fairer. I think that would, that would cut abortions down to zero. Because nobody's going to, if they're that self-centered where they're going to literally deliver their baby and then kill it, which is what we're coming to now, there's no way they're going to take the chance of them uh, of them uh, killing their own precious hide. No, that's never going to happen. So mission accomplished, problem solved. The babies now live. And if, if the woman doesn't want to keep the baby, do you know how many people want to adopt? The birth rate is plummeting all by design, thanks to the GMOs and the chemtrails and the all the garbage they're putting in the water and the vaccines and all the EMFs and stuff. There's like, I, I, for every aborted baby, I saw this, this statistic the other day. There's like, I don't know how many people waiting that would gladly adopt the baby. And I'm talking about babies, I guarantee you, that would even include babies like Down syndrome and babies that had problems, okay? Now, granted, if you vaccinate the kid right then and keep vaccinating them, there's, you, you know, the, the chance of them getting autism is going to go up. But that's all by design because they want to create a whole race of autistic kids. I, I heard another statistic the other day that by 2032, the statistics just keep getting more and more aggressive on how many boys are going to be autistic. It's going to be over 50% at the current rates because that's why they keep increasing the vaccine schedule. That's why they keep putting more worse and worse things in the vaccines.
because they're trying to create a crippled, brain-damaged uh, population that requires 24-7 care that will not fight the New World Order, that will go along with any plan. That, that, that you're All you're going to be worried about is just getting your kid dealing with your child's um, life at that point. It's going to be 24-7 around-the-clock care. That's what they want to do to anybody that wants a child. That's where we're. That's why they're pushing the vaccine so hard, and all the other stuff they're doing to try to kill us off. You know, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, this is this is all stuff that's ongoing, happening right now. If anything, I'm probably not being. I'm, I'm sure it's even worse. So. In turn, Planned Parenthood then donates approximately $38 million of our tax dollars to the Democratic Communist Party, none to the GOP, basically corrupt legislators in a particular state, lobbies for Planned Parenthood to get funding, to get kickbacks. I know I've said this before, but um, I just wanted to restate that. That's what's going on. And then late-term abortions cost anywhere from three dollars to $6,000 each, and the push by the Democratic Communists is to make it law for you and me to pay for it. So these are the states, there's now eight states with no gestational limits on abortion. They are Alaska, Colorado, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, and Vermont, along with Washington, D.C., of course. And here is the names, phone numbers, um, and websites for every one of these abortion clinics, these late-term abortion clinics. If you so choose to email them, call them, pray against them, you can do it by name. I give you all the info you need right here. The ones from Arizona, the ones from California, the the ones from Colorado, the ones from Florida, Maryland. I think did they include Maryland on there? I think that was even part of the list. But yeah, Maryland's in there. Uh Oh, yeah, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Some of those weren't even on the list, I said. But anyway, they're all in there. Phone numbers, it tells you how many weeks they will do, like how many weeks gestation that they will do a late-term abortion. This one does it up to 24 weeks. This one does it up to 21.6. I don't know how they determine that. This one goes plus 20 weeks. This one's 27.6. So anyway, these are all abortion clinics. And really, I mean, all abortion clinics are committing mass genocide. But these ones are going to be more the norm if there's not, you know, massive pushback and massive prayer to fasting. So I give you all that information. Margaret Sanger founded Planned Parenthood for the specific purpose in America to eliminate the black race. You can look back at her own quotes. And which now includes Hispanics, but yet these two races continue to embrace the Democratic Communist Party system because of their absolute ignorance and political propaganda. And I'm not saying everybody in those races, and I'm not saying there's a lot, not a lot of ignorant white people, because there's ignorant people all across the board about this type of information. But those particular, in particular, when you look at voter blocks, tend to be much higher when it comes to voting Democratic. Um, so that's what they're in reference to. While Republican, Independent, and Democratic taxpayers fork out millions of dollars for Murder Incorporated Planned Parenthood. 
Uh, so I just saw this today. This is something I just added in in the last few hours. Murder after birth bill in Virginia. This nurse will not comply. Patriot nurse goes off on, she's been up there doing videos for a long time. She has a lot of really, really good practical, um, low cost things that you can do to prep for what is coming and to prep from a medical standpoint. I wish everybody in the medical field was like Patriot nurse. I mean, really, really practical, rubber beats the road, um, from a moral righteous standpoint aspect. This is how medicine should be. This type of mindset is what I mean. Okay, so this is Patriot Nurse. She goes off on the new repeal act abortion bill that would allow the murder of full-term infants up to the time. And let me tell you something. This woman knows what she's talking about. You're going to see that real quick. She knows way more about this than I do because she she does. She She's delivered babies. She's got all these certifications in that. As a former labor and delivery nurse, Patriot Nurse sounds the alarm and reminds the healthcare providers of their oath. So let's go ahead and listen to this. I get chills just, I mean, when I heard this, I got chills. Because, man, she's good at what she does. Hey, folks, in the Virginia legislature. Oh, I'm sorry. In response to two new bills that are coming out from the Virginia legislature, the governor just said uh, in no certain terms that his bill, and I'll put links to all of this in the description box below, lest I be accused of clickbaiting. Uh, basically, the governor said that they would allow a full term, by the way, full term, full viability infant to be born to a family, given full resuscitative protocol, and then have discussions with the family to decide whether or not the infant should still be aborted. Translation, murdered. Okay. Um, something that you need to know. My background is in many things, but a labor and delivery nurse. I am NRP, which is neonatal resuscitation provider and stable certified. So everything that you can have as far as keeping babies alive, I've had it. I've been trained on it. I've done it in real life. For those of you who are healthcare providers out there, you're probably sitting there if you have an ounce of care for human life, which is hopefully why you went into the profession in the first place. You're looking at this sitting here saying, how the hell have they, how have they manufactured such a bill? Ladies and gentlemen, these people, these leftists, these Democrats are introducing legislation in such a rapid fashion that they are attempting to overwhelm good and lawful people with the whack-a-mole method, which is there are so many things coming out, how do I go after each individual one? Ladies and gentlemen, these are the same people with whom you are being told by the Dickinsons of the generation, yes, those people who say we should keep sending olive branches, keep having dialogues, all of this stuff. These are the people with whom you are supposed to be negotiating and having a, having a dialogue and having a discussion about your rights. So now they don't just want your right to defend yourself. They want to be able to murder infants, murder full term, fully viable infants. How can you reason with somebody with such a absolute total demon possessed satanic mindset is the whole point with this whole thing. You can't reason with say these people. It's getting to the point where, you know, if you go to any of these marches and stuff and where you have the clashes of the two sides, don't think you're going to really be able to get through to these people. Other than if God, other than if God opens that door and totally changes their heart, and the fear of God comes on them, and they know the terror of the Lord, and really, literally, I, I really think it's getting to the point where you know these people need to be hung out over hell in order to understand 
you know, what the consequences of their actions are going to be. And this is what I'm really praying happens because you cannot, you cannot reasonably dialogue with somebody that's demon possessed to the toenails. I'll put it this way. I have in my career been present at the births of babies who were both viable, meaning that they were full term, they could live, life outside the womb was easily sustainable, resuscitation or no resuscitation, I've been at their births, a whole lot of them. I've also been at births, unfortunately, of infants who were not viable, and for whom their mother's health was deteriorating so quickly that it necessitated their rapid birth. And I've been there, and I've done resuscitation on these infants, and unfortunately, they didn't make it, okay? But I want you to be aware of something. We resuscitated those children per protocol, which is a national standard. We resuscitated them with the full knowledge of the parents. And I never, never had a parent say, okay, after this child is born, then go ahead and kill it. But this is what the governor of Virginia is advocating, yep. that a parent... A mother of a full-term infant, a baby that is adoptable, by the way, by couples who are desperate to have children and desperate for infants, they would have this baby born full-term, given full resuscitation if indicated, and then having a discussion as to whether or not the child was allowed to live. So let me get this straight. Personhood, at this point, is not about viability anymore, which historically these abortion advocates have been all about. Personhood and the ability for an individual to live is about whether or not that person is deemed valuable or useful or wanted. You have an infant. This isn't about anymore the same little arguments that they've been pushing since Roe v. Wade about viability and, and whether or not it's a heartbeat or a person at 20 weeks, 22 weeks. What This isn't about that anymore. You've got a full viable baby who may or may not have received resuscitative care, but who is capable of breathing and living by its own. And they're having a discussion as to whether or not to kill it. That is the state of our country right now. And if you're pissed about this, you damn well should be. And for those of you nurses out there who watch my channel, you know, you know what you took that oath for. The Florence Nightingale the oath. I will not knowingly administer any harmful drug. And I will not assist in any harmful procedure. We took that oath. And I meant it when I took it. And there is no way in hell that I would allow the death of a child, especially one I had resuscitated, who is full-term viable, there's no way I'm going to allow anybody to do anything to that child. I have a responsibility as a human being, and you have a responsibility as a human being. These are our patients, and I don't stop caring for a patient because it's unloved. Some of my dearest friends in the world are people who are nurses who specialize in the care of infants and who specialize in NICU and resuscitative care, and there's no way in hell that they're going to do this. And I am really steamed because the only way that these legislators get their will is for people like us, for nurses, for doctors, for nurse practitioners, for respiratory therapists. The only way they get their will in things like this is for our representative organizations to, okay, yeah, 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 that's you, American Nurses Association, you communist scum. The only way that these legislators get this crap through is with compliance on our part as healthcare providers. And I'm here to tell you there's no way in hell that I would do this ever, ever. I got two patients in that room, my mom and my baby, my mom and my baby. And I don't stop caring for a patient and I don't kill a patient because it suddenly is unwanted and unloved. Now, that Virginia governor needs to go to hell. And folks, for those of you who think this is just a little bit too edgy, you need to wake the hell up and get real about the consequences that you are facing with these people. 
If you're not steamed about this, there's something wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with people like me because we see life and death every day. We've been in the room when these babies live or die, God forbid. We get the consequences. And folks, if I, how in the world the good people of Virginia put this piece of crap in office is beyond me. But the fact is, it is what it is. And you got these self-loathing women up there in Richmond who are making these rules, thinking that they're empowering women. No, you're a freaking murderer. You have a viable infant who can live, who can breathe, who can eat, who can suck. He can eat, he can feed himself. And you're going to murder him because he's unwanted? That is what you're dealing with. These are the people with whom we're supposed to have logical, reasonable conversations. I am done talking with them. We're not talking anymore. I'm not talking with you about my gun rights. I'm not talking with you about anything related to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness because it's abundantly clear to me that you absolutely hate and deplore it if it's not someone voting for you. But get this video out. Let people know about this. And if you are a nurse or a healthcare provider, don't you dare comply. Stand up for what you know is right. Refuse to be part of this and remember your oath. For now, it's Patriot Air signing off and I'll see you later. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't say it any better. Uh, man, that gives me chills. But I, again, I wish that we had just legions and legions of people in the medical profession like her to push back against the medical pharma abortion cartel, murder cartel, where they could you know, actually enact change from within. Going further, the next report is American abortion scandal. Dead babies will fund the Democrats in the next U.S. election. Yeah. Apparently, Democrats are using Planned Parenthood to fund their activities. A crime org organization funded by tax dollars being used to sway elections. And this is a, a little thing that was put out on the Democratic Party con job. When you can't raise money organically through the party, individual donations and voter base, you then steal it from the American taxpayer and give it back to yourself in the form of campaign contributions. And then they give a Planned Parenthood a link to their, uh, uh, I don't know, some statistic on them. $1.5 provided in taxpayer funding over a three-year period by the taxpayers. Okay. Planned Parenthood spent $30 million now, they, this is what they disclosed. The real estimates are close to $65 million. They spent basically close to $65 million in taxpayer subsidies to, to influence the outcome of the 2018 midterm elections. That was one of the reasons why, although the, the 2018 elections were beyond rigged, why so many people that got elected are just frauds, fakes, phonies, and devils, but this was in large part due to the massive amount of funding and Planned Parenthood kicked in $65 million of that abortion blood money to make sure that the 2018 midterms were going to be nice and good and rigged, which is why they took control of the House. Not yet one more reason to, to uh, pray and fast against these devils. Conclusion, should it be legal for a taxpayer funded organization to donate massive amounts of money to the Democratic Party in an effort to sway the election. Your hard-earned tax dollars at work. Next one. 
desperate Hillary Clinton made urgent plea for more dead babies in New York State, helped to pass the New York late-term abortion murder legislation. Hillary Clinton is not on the campaign trail right now, but she still used her influence to push legalized abortion up till birth. On Sunday, now this this was, uh, I think this came out about a month ago. On Sunday, she announced plans to help Governor Cuomo push a radical pro-abortion bill in the state. And, and we know that that passed, okay? And she said, I'll be joining Governor Cuomo as he lays out his plan to codify Roe versus Wade and pass the Reproductive Health Act. Clinton wrote on her Twitter, there's no time to wait. And here's the source for it. And it shows her a, a picture here. I put in the PDF for this date, uh, February 4, 2019. It shows a picture of her cackling with um, Governor Cuomo. And they're on stage and they're, they're having a good old time. Two Satanists having a good old time. So the Bible says in Jeremiah 21, 8 um, and 22, 3, it says, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. Do not shed innocent blood in this place. So see, the way of death is when we shed innocent blood, and it's being shed all over the country, not just in, abort in abortion clinics, but also with, you know, human child sacrifice and the, 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 the pedivore network and, you know, animals are being sacrificed, humans are being infants, children, teenagers, whatever they can get their grubby mitts on. We, we got 800,000 people that go missing every year. And that's not including all the breeder mothers that they, they, they have and satanically breeding children just to be aborted after they're given birth. Or sometimes they sacrifice the, the mom and the baby on the altar when she's like nine months. That happens. I got into that in that uh, that castle over in Belgium, Thousand Points of Light Castle that Bush referred to. They, they, they sacrifice a full-term, nine-month pregnant woman and her baby every day in that castle. That's on my prayer list. Pray against that. Uh, so I and then the a listener sent me this and with this thing um, with that Bible verse and then this Bible verse Ezekiel uh, nine four and in verse six it, and it says and the Lord said unto him go through the midst of the city through the midst of Jerusalem and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Now we're going to go through both of these chapters next. But it says that there was an angel, and you're going to see this was an angel that was going to set a mark on the foreheads of the men, and I'm sure the women, that sigh and cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Isn't that interesting? And then it says in verse 6, But come not near any man upon whom is the mark. Now, obviously, he's not letting women and children die that, you know, that are part of these families and this type of stuff, okay? But there were other angels with them that were sent out to slaughter every single person in Jerusalem. At the time of this writing, now, around the 600 BC mark in Jerusalem. This is the book of Ezekiel. Pretty serious stuff we're talking about here, right? But anybody that had the mark on their forehead, and this is not obviously the mark of the beast. Remember, the devil's a counterfeiter. He's always trying to counterfeit stuff. This was before the mark of the beast was ever thought of, okay, by the devil. But 
the angels that were doing the slaughtering were not allowed to touch those that had this mark. Who were the ones that had the mark? The ones that sighed and cried for all the abominations that were done in the midst thereof. Now, you got to go back to the previous chapter to see what these abominations were. Or does it, or this, or you don't, you, you, you only have a little tiny part of the picture. So we're going to be looking at both of those now. But before I do that, then the same day I got this verse, which, I mean, I was familiar with the verse, but I hadn't thought about it in a while. This is Ezekiel 9, 4, and 6. Then I got an audio from one of my long-term listeners, John, and it was entitled The House of Mourning. And I was listening to it, and he brings up this same verse. And I'm like, wow, wow. And then I thought, what better time to cover this than right now when we've got literally, they're talking about delivering babies now and killing them after they're born. Rhode Island, Virginia, we know it's just happened in New York. And they're, what they're trying to do is gauge public out, outrage and public reaction. And if there's not enough, they're going to say, well, the, they're, we're ready to implement this phase of our plan. We're going to kill fully formed babies, you know, and then why not just really, I think what, they're, what they'll do next is they'll start bringing in idols. They'll probably bring it, start bringing in like Moloch statues and, and heat it up like they did in the old times and just have it where, you know, the, the things, they'll heat the hands up white hot. They'll have to modify the Planned Parenthood centers. But they probably, if, if there's not enough outcry over this, this is where this is all going to end up. They'll probably say, you know what? If you come in and you abort your baby, we'll let you do it free. Now, remember before when I speculated about this, you were probably saying, oh, they'll never, they'll never let them, them kill babies once they're born. They're talking about it. Governors are openly bringing this up for discussion now because of the victory in New York City, in New York with Cuomo. They had a standing ovation. All of Satan's handmaids up there, because most of them were women, just cheering and cheering and cheering that they could kill their babies up to time of birth. Well, why stop there? We're going to go, we're going to push the envelope a little further. So you may have, you may have thought, well, they'll never get to that point where they're actually delivering the baby and killing it. No, they're already totally talking about that. And guaranteed, that's already being done anyway. Behind closed doors in some cases. That's, 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 that's happened. I've heard testimonies of fully viable babies that somehow escaped the abortion process and were delivered. And then there was this, this quandary with the doctor and everybody where, what do we do now? Sometimes they're left to die. Sometimes they're, they're actually, um, there's been all these people online that are literally survivors of abortions. God had, um, some type of, of, of intervention where even babies that were like at an abortion clinic they still escape there alive it's amazing but there's there's people that go out and give lectures now you can look them up online i just saw one that they escaped this but no i i think what they'll do is is eventually i think the next phase um after and, and, and I, I hope to god this doesn't get to this phase but they'll have little um you know statues of moloch or Chemosh, or Baal, or Lilith, or Artemis, whatever the child, because these are these are deities you typically are associated with child sacrifice. I've done whole studies on this. Just key in abortion at contendingfortruth.com and you'll see. And they'll have the little the little statue of Moloch there. 
Or maybe it'll be big, I don't know. And they'll, they'll have that bad boy heated and stoked up. And what they did in the old days is they just beat on drums and then they, the, the, the thing had its hands out and you heat the hands up white hot and then you put the baby on the white hot hands and, and it has a hole in its stomach and it, and it rolls, and the screaming baby rolls right into its stomach where it's consumed in the fire. I think that that is what they're probably going to eventually get to where it will be overtly, totally, they're, 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 I mean, they're coming out in the open is what I'm saying, is the point I'm trying to make. They're coming out in the open with their witchcraft. They don't really want to have the gloves on anymore. They're really, they're really showing their true colors. I, I don't know if it's just they can't help themselves. The, a lot of the pedophile ring has been taken down and we're going to be looking at that today. There's been thousands and thousands and thousands of pedophiles that have been taken down and arrested since Trump took office. And I told you, I'll give Trump credit where credit is due and I'm gonna call him out when you know I see him dropping the ball. And I, I think I've been faithful to do that. Maybe, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but hopefully I've done that. But one thing he really has done ever since the first day he was in office essentially is go after this network. And I think that they are absolutely, totally enraged over this. So they're they're trying to counter what Trump is doing by becoming I don't think they can help themselves just becoming really out in the open and showing what their true colors are because they cannot contain their rage and their anger, the demons anymore that animate these people that are doing this. That's my theory. I don't think it's too far off if, if it is off at all. <laughs> you just look at their actions. So... um I'm going to go ahead and play this audio of John. It's not too long. And he gets in, and it's called the house of mourning. Okay. So this, again, this is my longtime listener, John. He's a targeted individual. This guy's life is just, it's very hard. I mean, if you can imagine being targeted by the government 24 seven, um, and there's whole aspects of our government devoted to this now. In fact, before I say anything more on this, this just came out today. Okay. If you don't think this is going on, this just came out today uh, that I saw this report. Let me let me try to find it here. I got a lot of stuff closed down because I, I close all my Word documents down when um, I do my teaching, so I'll only have one open. Okay. Californians report organized targeted individual gang stalking in droves to local TV outlets and beyond. And I'm just going to read you. This is... Um, this is coming out my next newsletter as a groundbreaking bill proposal that explicitly outlaws covert organized torture via organized stalking and electronic weapons because they hit you with these directed energy weapons they can target any part of your body they make your life a living hell they make you lose your job they try to set you up constantly they when you walk out the door they're there waiting for you a lot of times they try to run you off the road they try they just harass you everywhere you go and you think there's no way i'm telling you it's going on I've got a lot of listeners this is happening to, and it's happening at an increased rate. And this is something we need to add into our prayers. This is total, they, they want to do this to everybody. Anybody that they would view as a dissenter in any way, shape, or form. And I believe this is their big beta test on, on you know, how people are going to react and, and how many people it's going to take to accomplish this and this and that. And the people that are doing this are paid well to do this. Anyway... 
This groundbreaking bill proposal that explicitly outlaws covert organized torture via organized stalking and electronic weapons is under review by legislators in California. Oh, I'm sure they're going to be really receptive. They're going to they're going to most likely say there's, you know, this doesn't even happen. But again, it, it that doesn't matter. What matters is is the effort being made by people to go against this, to expose it, to pray against it, to fast against it. Doesn't matter what the wicked are doing. You keep doing good no matter what. That's what matters. Okay. You keep keep doing what God ever whatever God is convicting you to do. You keep that doing that, and don't worry about what the enemy, if the enemy seems like he's winning or whatever. That's that's irrelevant because we know we're on the winning team. We know how it all turns out in the end. We know how the Bible ends. Okay. We know that they're going to be cast into the lake of fire, which burned forever and ever and ever. And I like to remind them of that. And I'm talking more primarily about the fallen angels and the demons and the devils. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not talking about, oh, I want to see everybody burn in hell. I'm talking about the, the, the evil entities that emanate and operate, you know, in wicked people. Pray those people be saved, though. But anyway, um, this is under review by California legislators. The numerous reports of organized gang stalking and electronic weapons attacks given by droves of Californians are a stark reminder of how desperately overdue this legislation is. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, this is insanity that, they, that they've got. A, but yes, this is going on and this is needed, you know. Since the late 1990s, numerous California-based TV news outlets have reported on the now, now wildly out of control organized gang stalking epidemic in California. Evidently, it's just beyond bad there. These accounts that have been broadcast to millions of viewers, both via traditional cable news and online broadcasting pro platforms, have somehow been largely ignored. I, I can't imagine, because if it's wicked, if it's evil, they're going to ignore it. It's what they do with the vaccines. It's what they do with the chemtrails. It's what they do with the fluoride and the chloride in the water and the GMOs. And anything wicked going on, the pedophile, the pedivore network, and the, the child sexual trafficking, and all the missing children every year they ignore it of course they're going to ignore it. they're all part of it they, they have been ignored both by law enforcement and the legislators of california because most of them are all in on it. and i'm not saying every cop is in on it i'm saying the people at the top most likely are or have been compromised or have been told to shut their mouth about it if they want to keep their job even they may not even be in on it. they're just told to shut their mouth if you know it's good for you and if you won't you'll get fired and we'll put somebody in there that can keep its mouth shut or is part of it so this is this is John. Yeah, this is about a little over 13 minutes. I mean, today I just, you know, see, you know, in the Christian communities, I mean, everybody's having a great, great time. I mean, everybody's laughing. Everybody's enjoying themselves. Everybody's lit. You know, and it's really because they're not going through anything. I mean, there's no trials or tests, you know. I mean, we've got self being promoted as God in the churches, basically. And that's why we have all these techniques and methods that really come from, like, Eastern mysticism, you know, just totally false doctrines in Christian terms and stuff like that. I mean, you know, no problem, right? I mean, you know, instead of Christ being formed in us, we'll just have Buddha and everybody else, you know, just come, come and join in in this ecumenical amalgamation of all the different religions merged together. I mean, why not, you know? I mean, it's not, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? I mean, it's, it's basically like, you know, that one verse in John 8, you know, if you hold my, my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Well, you know, now they probably have written it where it's like, you know, um, if you hold to my word, um, you shall know that uh, part of the truth. And um, due to ignorance or oversight um, by, you know, the Holy Spirit of God, obviously, 
um, you know, Freud and Maslow and B.F. Skinner and Dr. Carl Jung, they're, they're the ones that are going to straighten this out. And, you know, these Christ-hating men, you know, I mean, the church is the biggest referral source to psychologists. I mean, you know, and Dr. Uh, I think it's Thomas Zaz says, don't, don't refer your people to us. We don't have the answer. But yet, you know, many Christians today, they're on anti-psychotropic. If psychology or psychiatry is secular based, which it is, okay, unless you are a Christian psychologist or psychiatrist. And I mean, I don't even believe in Christian psychiatry because then you're prescribing drugs. You're, you're prescribing drugs to treat a demonic problem typically, okay, or some generational curse. You can't drug that demon out. In fact, all you're going to do is infest the patient more. So if you're going to do psychology which I wouldn't go any further than that. Do Christian psychology, okay? Because the answers are in the word of God. They're not in some secular, I mean, these guys are all burning in hell, okay? Carl Jung and Freud and all these Christ-hating devils are all burning in hell. Why do you want to take their advice on how to treat a person psychologically? I want to go by what the word of God says, and do it from that standpoint where you're actually going to get a lasting good effect. And I want to try to do it apart from psychotropic meds which increase your risk of suicide and demon infest you. And then you have side effects. Then you have to take more drugs to cover those side effects up. It's pharmacia. They're mind altering. And this is where we get the root word for sorcery. So just be very careful in that particular vein. Medication and you know, and and really, they're not really serving the Lord. It's just the bottom line. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've met on antidepressants, but you know, these are the same people that want to condemn you as a Christian. For oh, okay, I'm gonna have to stop this and reset it. Sorry. Okay, sorry, my computer went crazy there. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pick up a little bit, like you heard some of this, but then we're gonna. That way you can kind of get back on track of what John's saying here. I mean, you know, and Dr. Uh, I think it's Thomas Zaz says, don't, don't refer your people to us. We don't have the answer. But yet, you know, many Christians today, they're on antipsychotropic medication and, you know, and, and really they're not really serving the Lord. It's just the bottom line. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've met on antidepressants. But, you know, these are the same people that want to condemn you as a Christian for using cannabis to treat things. I just say, hey, well, you know, you're taking a hallucinogenic drug. I mean, it causes hallucinations, it says. Okay, now I've done a whole teaching on the medical application of Rick Simpson oil, which is a very, um, I don't know, it's like a distilled version of, you know, when you take certain strains of cannabis and distill it down and how there's people that are cured from cancer and epilepsy and so many different things from that and i did a teaching recently just key in cannabis in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com now i'm not talking about doing it so you can get high and 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 party and have a great time i'm not talking about it for that application at all I'm talking about it for health applications so just so you know delusions so, I mean, no wonder, no wonder it's hard to get through to these people when like 40 to 50% of Americans, basically 50% of Americans, I know that's a little high, but are taking some form of an antipsychotropic medication. And a large majority of those people have been forced onto it or tricked onto it, one of the ways.
you know, oh, you can take this for your allergies and it's like an antidepressant. I mean, I've seen doctors do that. So, I mean, my whole point to this is in Ezekiel 10, um, or I'm sorry, Ezekiel 9. And it's just such a powerful verse um, about the glory of the God of Israel and how it, in the above verse, went up from the cherub whereupon he was to the to the uh, threshold of the house, and he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. I mean, you just think about this man clothed in linen and just think about the Holy Spirit's work in the New Testament to write, to write on our hearts God's law, okay, on our minds and on our hearts by the Spirit. Um, but then this attitude that comes next is really the attitude we should have with all the abominations that are happening in the church and in this world. And, you know, we're so happy about our own personal success when things become easier for us and we get out of the fix. And, you know, but the Bible says that in the last days, fear and pit and snare will be upon you, O inhabitant of the earth, and all your labor will profit you nothing. You know, gold and silver shall not save in the day of the Lord's wrath. The Lord said unto him, Go through the mists of the city, through the mists of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Now you just think about that. Uh, blessed are you who weep now. You know. So, I mean, I don't know how I can't be afflicted seeing the apostasy in the church, the love of men grow cold. Will I find the faith when I return? There's a famine in the land from hearing the words of the Lord, and we're lit literally living through that right now. Satan is changing the laws and the times, rewriting history, trying to prevent his judgment or slow down the judgment that's inevitable, his destiny of the lake of fire. But I mean, you know, many of us Christians today, we're just so happy and go lucky and just so we're light. And that lightness makes us treacherous, a lot of us, because it's that lightness that just blows like a leaf in the wind. You know, we're not having Bible verses come up all day in our hearts. You know, very rarely will we just reflect and go, oh, and have that counter within us, which is the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance all the things that he's spoken unto you. I mean, he literally will bring it to your remembrance. And what has he spoken to you? But the word of God. You know, the man that God sends speaks the words of God. So, I mean, I don't know how we could be happy is what I'm trying to say. Like, we should have a somber heart weeping between the porch and the altar for all the abominations that have happened. And I'm not going to even get into the details of that because that would take years of all the different cults that have been loosed on the earth and all the satanic cults um, that control the front, you know, these front groups like the Mormons and, and the Jehovah's Witnesses and all these different cultures. And again, I think what he's also referenced to is, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength, the Bible says. But, you know, there's a lot of people that go around in the 501c3 church in particular that are not educated on these issues at all. Maybe they just don't know or they're not looking into it and they're only going by whatever they're getting at church and whatever they're reading in the newspaper possibly or whatever they're seeing on CNN. And they're not getting any of this other, so they kind of go through life like a leaf in the wind, and, and they're <clears throat> they're not really concerned with the things God is concerned with, and they might have a happy-go-lucky attitude. But the reality is, is is if they were in 
I guess if they were uh, operating in God's um, mind in his heart, if they were in tune with what God was feeling, when you look out and you see all these abominations, there would be a more of a of a uh, of a mourning and a sadness and type of thing that we would be in that would get us into prayer, would get us into fasting, would get us into these things which are more important than the, the Bible talks about that the fool is in the house of myrrh, meaning partying and um, these types of things, whereas wisdom is in the house of mourning because a man will lay it to heart. That's going to affect him a lot more than going out and partying and which isn't really going to do you any good from a spiritual standpoint. I think that's what he's, he's in reference to here. Just front groups for some other group that controls it. So, um, nothing is as it appears. Just believe me, nothing is as it appears. And I think that's why we have to walk by faith and not by sight and not by our senses, which are demonical, the Bible says in James. You know, this wisdom comes not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. So that's and, how... and that's when the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? It is to live by your own resources and by your own senses and instincts and impulses rather than living by the spirit of grace. Something's animating you, okay? And it's either the law of sin and death which is going to produce a bunch of lusts and cravings and passions and desires in you, which will deceive your soul and take you captive. Or it's holy men of God were moved. They were moved by the Holy Ghost, like it says in Peter. So, I mean, you're either moved and animated and flowing from one source or another, okay? From one source or another, and the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. So let's... um. So that was the second time I had heard that in like, you know, it had been like an hour, two, three hours since I'd gotten that, I believe, since I got the first email. And then I got this. And that's, again, that's how a lot of times I know, I mean, of all the verses, verses in the Bible, those two verses come up in the Old Testament within hours apart. And then I thought, wow, how, how pertinent is that to this time and could be pertinent regarding what America is facing unless there's like mass repentance. Because I don't think that what's going on in new york city especially lighting whole bridges up and lighting the one world trade center up in pink in order to commemorate the passing of legislation that allows them to murder babies up to the time of birth for any reason essentially i i don't think that god's gonna let that pass and slide i just don't think it i don't believe it so we could be getting to a point where god looks down and judgment's coming, and unless, you know, you've been separated, unless you've been deemed as one of the remnant, you're not going to be spared for what God has coming. Now, I'm not going to be super dogmatic and say, I know that God's going to unleash death angels over New York City tonight. I'm not going to say that. But I know that God's only going to put up with so much at the same time. 
And when, a, and when a society gets to this point, it's only a matter of time before God's judgment falls. And then I get these verses that we're going to be looking at in depth in this Bible study in the next part. And this is where I think our hearts should really be. Um, everybody is so, the end of all being is not the happiness of man. Okay, I just want to get that clear because we have a pragmatic Christianity. The end of all being is not God's goal for the happiness of man. It's for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why everything is happening. So, I mean, as happiness in the Christian life, yeah, amen. But it's not a prime product, but a byproduct of uh, being in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so, um, and also just if you look... Um, and I just wanted to uh, go to the book of James really quick and take a look at the book of James um, because it's very significant uh, what he says about turning our laughter into mourning. Um, let me just find it real quick. So when he says, okay, so he says, um, Submit your, in chapter 4, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. we got to just get that last part of this verse in our minds, just burned in our minds. He will flee from you, and he has to flee because you're drawing near to Christ, who is your life. And the devil has to flee. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And then there's some cleansing that's going on. He says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So, But many of us, we're just going about to establish our own righteousness, trying to lift ourselves up, trying to promote ourselves, and here, it's a matter of humbling ourselves and coming to the Lord and seeing our true condition so that we can make a transfer, so that we can live by another life. And just, we won't do that because we don't like the sorrow that comes from much wisdom. You know, with much wisdom comes much grief. Uh, you know, for those that are... I think that's why I've had a lot of people in the last few years, especially because the information that I've been putting out is really ratcheting up as far as the severity goes. I mean, every time is just one more, you know. And and I think a lot of people just can't handle it. And they've, you know, they've chosen to step away. I get it. I understand. I totally do. But it, it is much wisdom comes, you know, much sorrow. And especially in the day and times that we're living in now. But again, we don't want to be destroyed for for lack of knowledge or be ignorant of satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us and if we're ignorant of satan's devices we have no idea to even pray against them you know what i'm talking about that you you know the truth of what i'm talking about you know um like ecclesiastes says um uh in verse 18 of chapter one for in much wisdom is much grief and he that increases knowledge increases sorrow and really, Christ has been made unto us wisdom of God, 1 Corinthians 1.30. So we can see the way the Lord works in us to bless us with humility and humble ourselves. It's the perception he gives us in the spirit to be able to see the true condition of everyone around us. 
and we just mourn and weep, which produces in us a crying. This is identification with the Lord in fellowship. This is the Lord sharing his feelings with you over various lost souls. Right. And uh, if you It's look- like knowing the mind and the heart of Christ. When you feel wisdom and mourning over this type of information like that we're covering today. Well, God all the more. So it's kind of like you're bonding with the Lord when you're going through this. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Um, it says in verse 2, It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men. And the living will lay it to his heart. Now watch, sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the conduits, the heart is made better. The heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. And it is better. And mirth is just like frivolity and partying and. You know, I, I know that there's a there's a level of um, Freemasons, even above the Shriners, and they're called the Jesters. And uh, I think if you can Jester in the keyword search box, I remember when Bill Schneblin, before he turned Hebrew roots, he had done a lecture. And uh, he says, if I remember this in the lecture, he would say, if you know a Jester, be afraid, be very afraid. And he said... They do the most debauched, evil garbage behind closed doors you can imagine. Okay, I'm not even going to get into it, but anything goes at those jester parties. And I believe the motto of the jesters is myrrh is king, I believe. And they've got this little Hindu or something, he's called a billikin. And it's like a little Buddha guy, and that's their that's their little god for the jesters. That's the god that they that they uh, they emanate and operate through, and, and it has to do with myrrh and frivolity and um, uh, debauchery and lasciviousness and all of that stuff. And anyway, I just I just thought of that. Hear the rebuke of the wise, than for a man to hear the song of fools. And it says, for as the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This also is vanity. And I, I mean, you see it today. You see all the vanity and all the, the laughing hysterically, the silliness in men. You know, grown adults just acting all the time. I mean, look at, look at all the men that just are obsessed with video games or, or sports. Like everybody's watching the Super Bowl right now. You know, I'm literally doing this while the Super Bowl is going on. I'm not being manly. You know, uh, and and I'm not coming down on somebody watching the Super Bowl, but I'm like, it, it's just everything surrounding professional sports and the exorbitant amount of money these guys get paid to, you know, dribble a ball down a court or throw a ball down a field or whatever. And how our priorities are just so incredibly twisted and reversed of the way that they should be when there's there's all this. And, and I will say, I know there's a big child sex trafficking bust I heard this week. And, and, and again, it's. It's because of the legislations Trump has put into, and I'm going to confirm that at the end. I'm going to give you more proof. Now, I put out a lot of wet, of, of links and done a lot of studies on that, but I'm going to give you more confirmation near the end of the study on that. But they had a big bust because the Super Bowl is one of the largest child sex trafficking arenas that there is. It, there, it's, it provides a lot of cover. You've got a lot of very, very rich people because, you know, those tickets are like five, ten, whatever, thousand dollars to go to that absorbent thing. And... 
these are people with a lot of money. There's a lot of, I mean, it's, it's easy to hide under the cover of such a chaotic event. So they bring in the little boys and the little girls and, and evidently these guys go there and they have, you know, sex with children and do whatever they're going to do. And then they go to the Super Bowl and they got all this money to blow. And there was a big uh, sex bust this week ahead of that game, which was very, very good. Very, very good. But just how, you know, our priorities are so are so reversed in this country and how things that we should be really weeping and mourning and concerned about there people don't give a second thought to it now i think this abortion thing has even got a lot of the people that were asleep a little bit awake um you know i've seen enough indications of that and i'm not saying there, there are a lot of people that are very upset about that and i think it's great i just think that you know we need to see a whole lot more of that <laughs> people waking up in mass so that hopefully christians start you know, mobilizing and praying and fasting and, and um, you know, the 501c3 church, the problem is, is they're yoked up with the government and they're, they're yoked up essentially with Satan. So they're, from a spiritual standpoint, their hands are so tied as far as what they'll actually do unless they break free from that. So, but it is something that, that um, we should be in prayer about, no, no doubt. Being posers, you know, just acting with a cloak on, filled with the spirit of antichrist because it says the spirit of the ruler of the kingdom of the air and you know others that have the holy spirit of gravity there's a gravity about that person do you know what i mean they're not tossed to and fro there's convictions there strong convictions there's a hatred for sin our personal sin that interferes with our following the lord and so i just wanted to cover those verses real quick they just came to my head while I'm sitting here, they just came to my head and I just wanted to cover those verses because I'm so tired of seeing people rejoicing in the things of this life that really Satan controls. And you know, everybody today, I'm blessed of the Lord, I'm blessed of the Lord, but we've redefined the definition of what it means to be blessed of the Lord. It's not what the Bible says. You know, if somebody's suffering the sufferings of Christ in this world, well, man, you just need to have more faith. You just need to get baptized again. You need to come to our Bible studies on Wednesday night. You know, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's that you're not giving enough money. And, and you know, maybe you need to go through our weekend seminar and give us $150 for the weekend seminar so that you can learn how to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, even though Simon the sorcerer was rebuked in the book of Acts, you know, because his heart was not right. He thought he could buy the gifts of the Holy Spirit with money. But yet we have people today everywhere that are Simon the Sorcerer. So I just wanted to end with that and, and just say that it's very important. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and in due time he will lift you up. Turn your laughter into mourning, your joy into gloom. Because true wisdom is to be found in the house of mourning. Amen. 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 And now John would, would told John, I'm like, man, you got to get a website up. You got to, you know, it'd be great if you could put these up. I said, I promote it. Yeah, he's tried. He's tried. But they, the, um, the gang stalkers and all that, they've got everything locked down on him. And, you know, anytime he makes a move, they shut it down. So he's got all these audios he puts out that he can't even post online because of all the gang stalkers. You know, they just shut him down. So again, I, you know, pray for him. 
and um, uh, pray for all these poor, all these people. And I've done whole teachings on this, just can't targeted individuals. If you don't know what I'm talking about, key it in. It's not my imagination. They're doing whole TV specials on these people now. It's an absolute open secret. There's parts of our government, like I don't know if, if it's through FEMA or one of these parts where they've literally got whole legions of people targeting in on these random people a lot of them are christians but not all of them just to harass them and basically ruin their lives and so yeah i would i would encourage he's in the uh the denver area and i would encourage you to pray for him which is really the belly of the beast you know um but he's moved different places and it just follows him basically so but you know what I believe God's bigger than all of this gang stalking. I believe God's bigger than all this targeted individual garbage. And I believe it could be shut down with one thought of God. But if there's not, again, enough effort from the church going toward that, then it's most likely not going to happen. So, uh, all right. So that's all I have for part one. And um, we will go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.